Welcome to Growing Older with Gusto. This is your host, Gail Zergerman, and on this podcast, we deal with something everyone faces, growing older. For years, I've been listening to those who have gone before and even blogging about what to do and how to do it. Now it's my chance to share with you these really useful strategies to living life to the fullest. Whether we're 30, 60, or beyond, Growing Older with Gusto explores how to make the most of your life. In each episode, you'll hear from different people and learn how to prosper at any age and with different types of conditions and go about embracing the future. So grab your earbuds and subscribe into our content as we hope that you too will join us on our journey to finding joy and fulfillment and growing older with gusto. Hello, fellow superagers, and welcome to this episode of Growing Older with Gusto. I am Gail Zergerman, your host that's bringing wisdom and inspiring guests to you every week. Today, we have a very special guest that's coming to us from my favorite city in the world, Sydney, Australia, and her name is Julie Sursock. Julie is an amazing woman who's definitely a great example of growing older with gusto. She's an author and award-winning recording artist and the queen of flexibility. And by that, I mean this woman has moved from one continent to the next and reinvented herself. She moved from South Africa to Australia. She lost everything. She regained everything. And now she's recently written a great book. I read it. It's hysterical. And she's being recognized for it. It is called... I'm now called a senior dash WTF. So she has lots of funny things to share with us. And since she was kind enough to get up before 5 a.m. on Tuesday in Sydney, we want to move right ahead with the conversation. So welcome to the show, Growing Older with Gusto. Here is Julie Sursak. Hi, Gail. Wonderful to have uh, to, to be on your show. Thank you so much. And it's a beautiful day in Sydney. Um, it's still dark, but uh, we don't have any rain. So that's a good thing. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I'd like to start out, let's just start out with your life story. I know you told me that you moved from South Africa to Australia. And how was that experience for you? Well, born in South Africa um, and two children there, and we actually lived a very privileged life in South Africa. Um, my husband and I, we ran our own businesses. I was contracted to EMI um, in the recording industry for many years, and life was great. We had a wonderful family, a great friendship network, uh, financially secure, um, and then things changed. And one day we arrived home and our son called from the family room, mom, mom, come and help me turn on the television set. And we said, you know how to do that. And we walked into the family room to find just leads there and we'd had a home invasion. Our whole house had been ransacked, uh, things had been stolen and, uh, and it, it rattled us. And then I got an anonymous phone caller saying, oh, I love Julie, hi, I loved the red dress that you were wearing today. And I thought, you know, I haven't actually been anywhere significant in a red dress other than buying groceries so red dress um who is this and it was sort of an anonymous caller and that rattled me um and then we had an, an incident at the bottom of our driveway where somebody was killed and my husband and I looked at each other and we said this is it it's time for us to to move on and we need the security for our children so we applied to move to Australia and we were very lucky and we got in and off we went, uh, him, myself, two children, four suitcases and potential. <laughs> and I know and that's not easy. It's not easy to move to Australia. They, they don't receive people 
easily is what I mean. No, it wasn't. Luckily, we had the skills and we were the right age and um, we were able to get in. But it's like starting a new life. You know, you wipe the slate clean, you leave your history behind, you leave your family behind, your finances are all shaky and you really have to start again. And I was very spoilt. Um, you know, I didn't realize you had to separate washing. So my whole family wore olive green for six weeks. <laughs> it was it was olive green color that because, you know, you got to separate it all, all the different colors. I just ironed the front of my husband's shirt and it was boiling. It was so hot and you'd go out, you know, perspiring and, and it was not easy. You'd invite people around for tea in Australia and tea in Australia we thought was tea and cake, you know, the English tea and cake, but it's actually, you know, lamb chops. <laughs> it's dinner. It's all mixed up. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'd ask friends around for dinner and you'd have sort of a, um, a, a formal dinner because that's what we were used to in South Africa. And nobody would ever invite you back. And so we thought, well, maybe they don't like us. And then you'd have a barbecue and throw on the sauce and take it out of the tub, the butter out of the tub. And the next minute you were at every barbecue. So it was just learning the whole way of Australia. And uh, so how, let me ask you this, how did you really discover what kind of you called makes your heart sing for those of the viewers out there who are wondering, how do people do it? How do they grow older with gusto when faced with situations like yours? Do you know, I've always been a very happy little bunny. I'm, I'm the half cup full sort of person. Mm -hmm. And I loved, you know, having a history where I've been on stage, I play the guitar, I play the piano. Um, I actually just love performing, I suppose, in a way. And I could visualize that that made me happy. When I was up on stage, I really felt happy. And I could visualize myself standing in front of, of thousands of people like the Tony Robbins of geriatrics and say, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, things can change when you get older. This is, this, is, this is not it, you know. And I say, be careful for what you wish for, because now I'm going out and people are asking me to talk at all these places. And I get a bit nervous sometimes, but I'm loving it. And I'm just thinking, wow, at this age, you can go out there and you can, you know, you can do whatever you want. And I went back to what I knew that made me happy, but adapted it and was flexible to make it this side of life. That's great. And what would you say to our viewers who are kind of at a standstill in their life about leading an inspirational life? What kind of wisdom can you talk about with them? You know, I really feel that a lot of of older people sometimes think when they thought we were forced into retirement because the business that we had here, the sale of it fell through. And it fell through before we could order stock for the following year. So we were sort of forced into retirement. And it's now what? I'm still alive and now what? And I just realized, you know, this isn't it. Um, You know, when you get to the stage, it's really wonderful because it's the first step to being curious. Mm -hmm. And it's the first time in your life that you can actually breathe, work out what you really want to do with the rest of your life without all this humdrum and chaos that goes around your life when you have children and family and you're running businesses and you're everyone else's support group. And I just felt for the first time I could actually sit down, breathe and be curious. And for older people, I really believe that you step on that first step of the ladder and you don't have to go to the top of the ladder. Some people, you fall off top of ladders at this age. But 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 to be curious, you know, some people say, oh, now you sink into bridge and golf and sewing and 
and whatever. But it's actually not that. A lot of people want more than that at this age. They realize that they've got the time now, there's a space and they want more. And um, go and search for it. Any pivotal, pivotal moments that kind of inspired you to do what you're doing right now? Going right back to when I was young, I actually had a year where I was actually quite ill and I didn't go to school for a year and I spent the year reading and I just loved it. I knew that these words were just making me feel alive. And now at this side, I realized maybe those were the skills that I would, that I learned then Mm -hmm. that were now going to resurface now. And I think shutting the business down and having that space now gave me that impetus to move forward and not realize that that was it you can move on and you can do what you really want to do well they always say good readers make good writers so in your case (laughs) that's true um (laughs) any obstacles um that you encountered in publishing your book due to the fact that you were growing older not with the writing side i love the writing side and and I, i i've developed because i'm on book two now so I've, I've sort of developed the writing skill. But there are huge challenges with technology. <laughs> you know, you're trying to, what actually happened is I joined, I, I researched everything with regards to writing a book. And I thought, do you go the publishing route? Do you actually learn how to do it yourself? I didn't want, you know, I'd heard of so many people who'd produced books, sent it out to be um, uh, to a publisher and the voice was changed. And I didn't want the voice of my generation to change because I have experience in being uh, an older person and so everybody else in my demographic would also have that and would hear my voice Mm -hmm. and if I could just get out there and just change people's lives just one at a time then at least I'd done my job if it was one a day that's awesome Um, but technical problems definitely Um, joined a publishing school in um, the USA and of course it's on the east coast so a lot of middle of the night meetings but I pitched up for every single one of them and I wrote notes I took each step one by one by one by one to make sure that I developed to the next stage and you know a year and a half ago I knew nothing about this and look at this here I am talking to the other where you are right Right. You know, and, and anybody can do that. If they found what they really love to do and their passion for that, you can't stop anybody, I, I believe. But technology, you need to get your kids involved. You need to ask them, you know, honestly. Uh, I've made many mistakes. I've lost stuff. I've forgotten how to save stuff. What's a USB? But I know I know my stuff now. I've learned. <laughs> well, you're with us. That's great. So that's one of the good examples. <laughs> Uh, so let's talk about your book. I read it, so many funny chapters. Um, what were some of your favorite chapters? I know what some of mine were. What, what were some of your yes. what would you Do you know, it just came up, I'd sit down and I'd think, what should I write about today? And something would actually just flick in my brain. And sort of like a phone. female Jerry Seinfeld, you know? It, <laughs> the Somebody book. said that, actually. I got a review saying, you're just like Seinfeld, isn't it? Yeah, it's that sort of, it's observation of life. And really we say, take the mickey out of it, you know, but let's say senior travels. Right. Um, you, you go as a senior, you get on a plane and then you all 
you know, mixed in with everybody else. And then you've got to go to the bathroom because that's just a condition that happens when you get older. And then you can't get over the person who's on the end because I love the window because I'm a bit of a frightened flyer. So I look out of the window, then I've got to jump over two people. But then you can't get your leg up over everybody else without waking everybody up. And that's a problem. Or you go to Japan and Japan, you know, it's the custom is to sit on the floor. Well, as an older person, you sit on the floor. How, how do you get up again? <laughs> it's really not elegant, you know. It's on all fours and then pushing up. And it's those things. And I'm sure I spoke to other people who've done that. And they said, you know, that's exactly what happened to us. You know, we tried to get up, but we couldn't get up off the floor. <laughs> and I, I do my gym. I get on the bike. I'm actually quite fit. But it, was, it was, wasn't easy. And it wasn't elegant, <laughs> especially in a tight skirt. <laughs> Uh, you you also in your book talk about separate bedroom syndrome tell us about that oh my gosh honestly if we'd stayed in the same bedroom I don't know whether we'd be still married <laughs> because my husband snores and I think I do too but I don't admit it because I can't hear myself but 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 it honestly like this train through Mongolia really going on and then you know you, you've got to like time your bathroom visits too as you get older and we we just we were tag teaming and I said you know eventually I think maybe you better go and sleep next door and we weren't happy about it because it felt like it was friend zone you know we were to be married but nobody talks about it you know and then you start talking to your friends and you get oh yeah so so they've moved to the bedroom there and that one's moved to the bedroom there so it's not really unique in right. fact my daughter mm -hmm. yes even my daughter says you know sometimes i i chuck my husband out and say go and sleep in the other room i need some sleep and honestly thank goodness i think i'm alive because i've had some sleep <laughs> <laughs> but he's been trailing on the on the online shopping um sites and he's bought some of these gloves because he's got arthritic hands. <laughs> oh, that's good, you know. So yeah. he's got, you, you go online and you get these gloves and they get the blood flow going to, to your hands. And I sort of walk in the morning, darling, you know, thank I've got glasses, thank goodness. <laughs> and he's all tagged up like Michael Jackson. Because <laughs> he's got all these gloves on and bits and pieces and snoring gadgets and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the fun of getting older. <laughs> right, right. How about those medical checks you write about? Oh, medical checks. Well, do you know, I think sometimes we're scared to go to the medical checks because we're a bit nervous that we're going to find something that we don't want to find. So especially men, they're naughty. They don't go as often. I shouldn't be sexist here, but anyway, here we are. But it's true. Uh, right. You know, they don't go because they're fearful that they will, you know, lose their, their health and then their um power in a way i suppose um but i find that it for me oh gosh I, I put it in the diary and then i take it out of the diary and then i put it in the diary and then I take it out of the diary again then you're going to make the phone call then you've got to worry right. about it all the time before you go but i really say go and have those checks because all the worry is actually not necessary because you always go then everything's generally always fine and you know it's important skin checks and all that you know as, as also as we get older you know you can get all bits and bobs arriving in the wrong places and you need to check them out so yeah but you can have some fun doing that <laughs> and what about downsizing you write about downsizing tell us about that downsizing well we're actually still in our family home and our lives are spent cleaning 
<laughs> if it's not outside doing leaves, it's inside cleaning up. And it just takes so much time. And you watch people who do downsize and they go into much smaller properties and they actually can start really living again. Um, and I say, don't leave it too late because then you're so attached. You know, one of you can, can get ill heaven forbid right. it doesn't happen but one can and then it's such a process for the other person or what happens if one of a partner dies then the other partner deals with all of this you need to get into if you're going to go to retirement village it's better to go when they're both of you and you form a community and you know community is so important when you when you get older Correct. it's like it's just do you know, research says that millennials say what the most important thing is to them is to be rich and famous. But the very clear message that comes from getting older is companionship and relationships and connection and communication. And it does, you know, you talk about making your heart sing, but you go out and have a lovely dinner with someone or sit and chat to somebody and it's yeah. a good evening. Whoa. And that's called, they call that now ROR, R -O -R. return on relationships. What a wonderful bit of thing. ROI, right? Yes, <laughs> return on investment. Yeah, yeah. Oh, isn't that, that's a lovely phrase. It is, and it, it's just great because it's you know it's it's simple, but it's 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 helpful yep. as you as you, as you get older. Yeah. And you also speak about in your book technical faux pas. Do you want to tell oh. our viewers about that? <laughs> <laughs> You probably read my one chapter. We won't go into total detail, but I did ask my husband to take some pictures of some bits and bobs that I thought, mm, I don't know if those are something that need to be checked out. Um, and they were probably personal bits and bobs. And I, I took a picture of it, but I forgot that it was on my phone. And I was sending a photo out. I think I was, I was posting it on, on, on Instagram, actually. And I was getting to, I thought I was quite a whiz now because I've got this Instagram following and it's all pretty exciting. And I was putting up a photo to, um, to say, this is what's happening in, in our growing older with gusto life. And it was next to a photo of this picture, a, a very personal <laughs> picture <laughs> that my husband had taken of, 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 uh, of me and, and both the pictures posted up and I didn't know how to unpost it. I didn't know how to take it off. It was a desperate call to the children. How do you take <laughs> that bit off? <laughs> but you know, you're not fearful when you're older. You just, you, you just know, have you to live, right? You just, you know, you just go with it and, and it's really refreshing. And I say to everybody out there who's, who's sort of at this age, because I'm, you know, close to 70, um, just try things and don't be fearful. Nobody's judging you. In fact, they're applauding you. And um, it's worth giving it a, giving it a go, you know. Right, right. <laughs> well, it's been wonderful speaking with you and, and your book is really funny. It's a great read. For all of our viewers out there, I have read it. It's a great book. And I want to ask you, how can our viewers reach you? I know you have a website. And what if they want to purchase your book? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, well, thank you for that. Um, it, uh, it's on Amazon and it's on Amazon everywhere. Um, it got the, the bestseller banner. So I was excited about that. Um, it's in uh, online at Walmart, Barnes & Noble. We've got Booktopia and Dimox. And I have a website, uh, www.imnowcalledasenior.com. 
which is tongue in cheek, you know. And uh, so that, that, but that's basically more the website is for Australians because it's easier just for them to order and we can sure. post it off. Um, and then I do have a Instagram, I'm now called a senior and a Facebook support group um, uh, for I'm now called a senior. So I'm developing. Yes, you are. <laughs> Uh, you are. And you definitely uh, live up to the motto of growing older with gusto. So I thank you so much for getting up so early to join us today. It's been wonderful meeting you and speaking with you. Thank you, Gail. Thank you. I've had fun. It was fun. fun. You yeah. go out, have a great day. Thank you so much. I'm going to have my coffee now. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Growing Older with Gusto. I'm Scott Winteroth, co-producer and on behalf of Gail Zuckerman and myself, we would like to invite you to our website for additional resources on growing older with gusto, as well as past episodes of the show. Please consider sharing this podcast with a friend. Or if you know someone who is growing older with gusto, please have them contact us so we can interview them on the show. Our contact information is on our website. Thank you. This podcast is a front and social production. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.